All right, beloved, we are also broadcasting on our podcast. And so we are just waiting to go live any second now. We believe it's supposed to take us live if we set it up right. All by itself. And according to this, we should be live because it is 7.30. So we don't know what happened. It says it's 7.30. Okay, well, here we go. Good morning, beloved. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Amen. God bless you. Welcome to morning prayer and meditation. Um, it is your friend and brother, the spiritual architect, the Reverend Dr. Willie Eway Jr., and we thank you for joining us on this morning um, for our morning meditation. Let's just send out some invites. Uh, those of you who are with us, we are going to be reading from Acts. The 10th chapter, starting at about the 30th, 31st verse, down through about the 33rd, 34th verse, or actually 34th verse. We may read one or two of the following verses. We're just sending out some invites. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Come on in. Good morning. We we see you, Pastor. Hello, we see you, we see you. God bless you, God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Again, the, the 10th chapter of the book of Acts, starting at verses 30, 31, um, in that neighborhood. Amen. Amen. Um, and so we we ask that you bear with us as we are getting out some some more invitations and letting people know that we are on the air. Amen. 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 And amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Come on in, come on in, come on in. Thank you again, those of you who are joining us on Instagram. Uh, to the new audience who's joining us via Spotify. Uh, good morning, Pastor Stewart. Good morning, Sister Smith. Uh, and 877. Good morning. Good morning to you. 
God bless you. I don't know why. Sometimes it won't let me wave. Good morning, Sister Gaines. Good morning, Sister Simmons. Again, those of you who are joining us, we thank God for each and every one of you. Amen. Those of you who have your Bibles, we are starting at Acts, the 10th chapter. Um, and uh, the 34th verse. We're going to actually start at the 34th verse. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Amen. 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 All right. Acts, the 10th chapter, starting at the 34th verse. Then Peter addressed them. I now really understand, he said, that God has no favor but that anybody of any nationality who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. God sent his word to the people of Israel, and it was to him that the good news of peace was brought by Jesus Christ. He is the Lord of all. I'm going to stop right there. Good morning, Sister Ralph. God is no respecter of persons. Three things I want to correct. First, there's something people always say. Favorite Acts. Yep, Acts the 10th chapter starting at the 34th verses 34 and 35. First, people say favor ain't fair. Then that would mean God isn't fair. Don't ever say that again. It is fair. Because it just says. It, the, the, Matthew says, in Matthew, Jesus tells him, it rains on the just as well as the unjust. Favor is fear. It is fear and it is just for God to show his favor to whom he wants to. Because he has no respecter of person. And what you may be calling the favor of God may not be the favor of God. And what you're saying on somebody else isn't the favor of God, could be the favor of God. Because you don't determine favor. You don't determine, we don't determine who gets God's favor. You determine who gets your favor. But God has no favors. So the favor of God is more than fair, it is just. Because it belongs to God. And so as long as it belongs to God, then his favor is fair his favor is just so please correct that saying favor ain't fair yes it is because then that would mean god is unfair good morning sister hightower reverend hightower if favor ain't fair then what you're saying is the god who grants favor ain't fair it ain't fair for God to do this for me and not do that for them. It ain't fair for God to do that for them and not do it for me. That, so you're saying you 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 serving an unfair God. God is not capable of being unfair. He would never be unfair. He is just. He's a just God. And because he's just, anything he does is right, exact. He kills and he makes a lie because he is just. He blesses and he curses because he is just. There is no unfairness in him. 
So please stop saying favor ain't fair. It's just. Yes, it is. That's number one I want to correct. Number two, favor don't follow you. You don't bring favor any place you come, and when you leave, your favor doesn't go. Favor is like the mail. The people who deliver the mail, when they come to your house, if they have a package for you, they give it to you, and then they drive off. If they don't have a package for you, they keep on moving. That's how favor is. So if you, if, you, if you come to my church or a person's ministry and you bring blessings, when you leave, the blessings stay there. You're, you're, you're a delivery person. So I see people boasting and bragging about, I saw this on Facebook, favor, follow me, you better get with me. No, it doesn't follow you. You're nothing but a mailman. Or male woman. The favor of God is upon you. When you walk into a place, it's blessed. When you leave the place, it's blessed. Before you got to the place, it was blessed. You may have brought some blessings with it. And if you don't bless it, then it's fine. Just like the mailman who may not deliver any packages to you. He still has some more mail to deliver. This doesn't have a package for your house. And if you don't deliver the package, irregardless of what the package is, I heard a couple of prophets tell me, I was talking and they said, well, we were supposed to tell, but, but well, since when does the mailman, why does the mailman care about delivering bills to your house? You don't care how you receive. The mailman don't care if you're upset that he delivered bills to your house. So these prophets who carry favor, but when it's a hard message, when it's a message that somebody's going to die, when it's a message about this or that, they don't want to deliver those messages. Because they're worried about, oh, I was worried about how it was received. You think the mailman care how you feel about the light bill or the gas bill? He put in your mailbox. That's not his job. Good morning, uh, Reggie. His job is to deliver it. So you do, because sometimes the favor of God might be you telling, you bring favor when you tell a person, listen, ma'am, if your son keeps selling drugs, he's going to jail. Ma'am, if your daughter keeps riding around with these kind of boys, she's going to get pregnant and get a disease. So if the only favor you bring is, oh, girl, you're going to get a husband. All these people y'all telling go and get married, they ain't going to get married. Ain't no husband out there for them. They ain't marriage material. All these women, they ain't married. Some of these people don't even want to get married. The favor of God is the word of God. When you share the word of God, whether it's a word of life or death, that is also favor. If it's a word of truth and justice, that's also favor. I've yet to hear prophets in this day and age tell anybody what they consider bad news. Everything is always, you're going to get a car, you're going to get a house. God going to bless you because he, 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 your haters. You mean ain't nobody going to die? 
The prophet Isaiah had to deliver some news to his cousin Hezekiah. Man, you better get your house in order. You about to die. The second time he prophesied to him, okay, you're going to get 15 weeks. The third time he prophesied, man, because of what you just did, not you, but your sons and your whole household going into captivity. You mean God don't send those messages? All the sin going on in the world? And God ain't got no word of retribution for nobody? Jonah had to deliver his one prophecy that we read about. What's to the people of Nineveh? Y'all better get right or y'all going to die. You mean so everybody going to live, everybody going to hit the lottery, everybody going to get a brand new Cadillac. Really? That's what you're prophesying? That's what you're preaching? Ain't nobody going to die from cancer. Ain't nobody going to die from HIV and AIDS. Ain't nobody's son going to jail because he in their house selling drugs and, 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 and their house ain't going to get shot up. You mean ain't none of that happening. But everybody gonna get Cadillacs in the bag and a husband or a wife that they don't want and wouldn't know what the heck to do or get a Boaz. And let me tell you this, for those Boaz waiters, if you got a boyfriend or a husband who got five or six women, you have a Boaz. Because see, if you knew Hebrew culture and the scriptures and the text, you would know that Boaz one never left his house, and number two had multiple wives. So God is saying, "Well, you got a Boaz. Your boyfriend got five or six women. See, you don't know what you're asking for. Learn what to ask for. I want a Boaz. You got one. He got about eight women. That's how many Boaz has. Seven or eight women." Read the text. Read about. Read up on the Hebrew culture. Read up on life in the Bible days. You right, Reverend Hightower. You mean none of your prophecy and none of your preaching is telling people come out of sin, or they're going to be damnation? Look at Jeremiah. I don't remember all these prophets in the Old Testament having good news all the time. I don't remember them promising people Cadillacs and brand new chariots and I, I don't, I don't, I, I didn't read that part. King, if you do this, you're going to die. People going in captivity. People, if y'all do this, you're going to hell. That's what I remember. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal. That, that's what I remember. I could be wrong. I, I could be wrong. And as always, I'm reading from the New Jerusalem canon. I could be wrong now. I mean, listen. Everybody getting new Cadillacs and, and, and bags full of money and husbands and wives. That they ain't pray for, they ain't want, and they probably don't need. Wouldn't know what to do with no. So one, stop saying favor ain't fair because it's just. Then that would mean God is an unfair God. You're right. See, they don't, they don't, we don't, they don't know, Sister Carrington, what Boaz is. And then Boaz ain't never leave his house. Boaz didn't go find her. She found him. She went to where he was. 
and she showed her work. See, y'all want men to show them his work. No, she showed Boaz her worth and her work ethic. And then the Bible don't say, we assume Boaz was good looking and she was good looking. The Bible don't say that. The Bible don't say neither one of them was good looking. But she had a work ethic. Oh, well, the Bible says when a man findeth a good, a woman he findeth a good thing. That's not like if you find $10, you walking down the street trying to find $10. That's if you are around a man or you're around a woman and they see inside of you wife-like qualities. Or you see in them husband-like qualities. It could be somebody, remember the song, I went around the world looking for my baby and he was right here in front of me. The person who's supposed to be your husband or see wife-like qualities might be your high school sweetheart. That, that, that toothless buck-tooth guy with no college education. Now, he see the wife qualities in you, but you don't want him. You want the guy with the Mercedes-Benz Rolls Royce with a knot in his pocket. You want him to see wife qualities in you. And then you get with him and he busts you upside your head. It sounds funny, Sister Kearney, but that's true. You better know what you're asking for. You're asking for stuff and you don't know what you're asking for. I want this. You better stop and read and understand the Bible, the word of God, and ask for what it is you really need. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you and direct you and show you who and what it is you really need. Not so much about what you want. Stop telling God what you want and need and let God tell you what, you, what it is you want and need and what it is he wants you to have. I want Boaz. I want Boaz. You got him. You got five or six women. You already got him. What you want? Another one? Okay. Well, Lord, why you keep giving me all these men who got other women? Because you keep asking me for a Boaz. And Boaz, traditionally, according to Hebrew culture, in line with David and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Every, all the other Hebrew men in the Bible would have had multiple wives. So you don't want a Boaz. What you want is a man of, oh, didn't say God. What I want is a man of my own who is going to only be in a relationship with me and is going to love only me. You don't want a Boaz. But see, you heard somebody else say it. And that's what the problem is. We, we were, instead of us finding and studying the word of God for ourselves, we say flashy little things that we hear everybody else say. And I heard one, I saw one church sign up and it asked a good question because everybody said, I want a Boaz, want a Boaz. Well, what makes Boaz want your ass? <laughs> he might be fine with the other five or six. What difference to you? What makes you better than the five or six other women Boaz already got? He don't need you with your headaches and your drama.
That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Let me make Boaz want your ass. What you got to offer? Nothing. But everybody looking for something. For nothing. I put up the picture of the food I made the other day, the jerk turkey wings. I got three inboxes from ladies telling me the Lord told them the man who put that dish on. One lady said the man who put that dish, to, who made that exact dish, the Lord told her he was going to be her husband. Another one said uh, she had been praying and, and the Lord had told her when she opened her eyes, the first preacher you see posted that they cooked dinner, that's going to be your husband. I told her, I said, sweetheart. Close your eyes and open them again. Because I ain't your husband. And the third one told me, oh, I'm so glad I, I found a man that can cook. I need to be your wife. The Lord want me to be your wife. No, he don't. Because I don't need to be your husband. She said, oh, you can be my Boaz. I said, no, because that would mean I get to have five or six other women. She said, no, it don't. I said, yes, it does. Go back and read the text. And, of course, I blocked all three of them. See, everybody want the, the blessing of, everybody want the blessing of being married to Boaz. Nobody want the burden. See, everybody want a wonderful woman. Nobody want to put in the work. You see? Oh, I want the perfect woman, but you don't want to put in the work to take care of and to love and honor and respect the perfect woman. Oh, I want a Boaz, but you don't want to do the work that it take to keep and maintain the Boaz and to keep Boaz happy and to differentiate yourself, to make Boaz want to come home only to you. You just want a Boaz. Y'all about to make me cuss. So one, favor is fair. Stop saying that favor ain't fair because it is fair because that would mean God is unfair. Number two, <laughs> thank you, Dr. Hightower, Sister Simmons. Number two, number two, stop saying you want a Boaz. You, you, you stop telling God what it is you want and need and let him tell you what it is he wants you to have and needs for you. And then number three, and then number three, stop looking at names and titles. Now I have two white shirts. Can y'all see them? Two white shirts. See that one? This one is a polo shirt. I have both of these shirts eight years. You can't really see it, but this one, this both of these shirts, this one doesn't have a name brand on it. Don't worry about it. I'm going to explain something to you in a minute. Whenever people see me in this polo shirt, it's dingy. It's stained now. I done dropped food on it and stuff like that. I bought both of these shirts the same time, same day, about 10 years ago. No matter how much I wash it and clean it, some of the stains are built in and baked in and stuff like that. When people see me with this polo shirt on, when they see that polo symbol right there, they say, oh, my God, you messed up your polo shirt. Oh, my God, you should do this. You should do that. They give me all kind of suggestions on how to get the stains out of this polo shirt. 
Oh my God, you messed up such a beautiful shirt. Oh my God, oh my God, you could do this, you should try that. This one lady gave me a card to a dry cleaner that can get any stain out. When I walked away, I ripped the card up. I'm fine with this shirt having stains in it. It doesn't bother me. It's just a polo shirt. But when they see me with this shirt on, it's stained, it's dingy, it's got a hole in it. They don't say nothing. Sometimes you say, oh, you left home with a dirty shirt on. They don't say anything. Because, see, they don't see the name on this shirt. I'm not going to tell you the name of the shirt. But this shirt is made by the oldest making shirt company in America. And this shirt cost me three times as much as that polo shirt. But because they don't see a symbol and they don't know the name on the shirt, they don't think it's of any value. But this polo shirt, they think is a value. Stop valuing people based on their titles. Because actually, I get more wear out of this shirt. Because see, this shirt does a couple of things. One, it's linen, like the polo shirt, but it's a little thicker linen. And it breathes easier. And it even has a thing that if I get hot, I can roll up the sleeves and flip the sleeves up. And I can wear it longer in the year because it's a little thicker. I can wear it a little bit longer in the year than this polo shirt. The polo shirt, I got to go through so much if I want to roll the sleeves up. And it's thin. If, the temper if I get wet in it and the temperature turns cool, I get cold. The polo shirt doesn't have as much value to me as this shirt does. See, we look at people and we look at their title and their position. We say, he's valuable and she's not. She's valuable and he's not. Now, why am I saying this? Because the last three or four days on Facebook, I saw some of the stupidest stuff. One guy, he was coming in and he must have watched Coming to America too many times. They throwing rose petals at his feet, talking about, oh, welcome, Bishop. Welcome, Bishop. And he walking like, I'm like, is this nigga for real? Are they throwing rose petals at this nigga feet? Negro feet? Hell, all they did was throw palms at Jesus' feet and he died on the cross. They throwing rose petals at this dude's feet? He thinks he deserves to walk in church and have people throw rose petals at his feet? And they were stupid enough to be doing it. Same people throwing rose petals at his feet probably wouldn't get a brother $5. Because, see, he the bishop. Or something he was. Exactly. They worshiping a man, not Jesus. Because, listen, I ain't throwing rose petals at nobody's feet, and nobody better not throw no rose petals at my feet because I ain't worth it. The other thing I saw, the lady, she was preaching and saying, Ain't, you know, you got to reevaluate your situation. You got to look at who you're around. When people introduce themselves, you find out if they live in their own home or they live in a trailer park or not. Find out if what kind of car they drive. You know, because if you're going to be blessed by the Lord, you got to hang around blessed people. Well, who's going to bless the unblessed people? And how do you get to determine who is blessed or not? If I live in a one-room shack, I'm blessed to have a roof over my head. 
And it, it ain't going to cost me as much to live as it costs a person in a 30-room mansion. The car insurance on my car ain't going to cost me the same as the car insurance on somebody who drives a Rolls Royce. So I'm blessed to have a car. Stop looking at title and position. And she said, oh, you know, and, and uh, you gentlemen, I hope to get to meet you afterwards. And trust me, I'm not as expensive as I look. I won't charge you as much as you think I'll charge me to come to your church. Really? So you think you have the right to charge for a gospel that God died for? To share it? So let me get this straight. God... Paid the price. He gave his son. God's redemption at Christ's expense. He told us. Go ye therefore into all the world. And preach the gospel. Baptizing in the name of the Father. Son and Holy Ghost. And that was freely given to you. The first Bible you got. You ain't paid for it. And now you are charging people. To get what you were freely given is going to cost you four or five hundred. It's going to cost you two, three, nine, ten thousand dollars for me to for real. I must be doing something wrong. Stop putting the value on a title. Oh, he said it. No, he didn't. All he did was holler and squall. And uh, the fried chicken was really good. And I, I tell you, those collard greens, oh, Lord, they, they made my soul feel joy. Nick, if he if he hum like that, y'all will holler at that nigga say uh, milkshakes and candy apples. But the person who stands calmly in front of you and tells you, listen, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Jesus is coming back again soon. Repent and be baptized. Oh, they were so boring. Oh, they was, but you missed the whole truth of what they told you. Stop going to church to be entertained by titles and be enlightened and edified by the pastor, preacher, teacher who tells it to you simply and plainly. Stop going for the one-hit wonder. The gotcha preaching. Time is winding up. God is real. He's sending Christ back again. Stop getting caught up in these titles. Stop getting caught up in these uh, pay for prophecies. Stop, stop, stop trying to rub elbows with the polo shirts. Yeah. Stop, stop trying to rub elbows with the polo shirts. Whenever I go out in that shirt and people see it, I mean, they just be hurt. They heart be broken that my polo shirt is all messed up.
I go out in this shirt that I paid twice as much for because they don't know the name brand. They've never seen it. They've never heard of it. And it's the one of the oldest shirt-making companies in the country. Oh, my God. That shirt is so dingy. Oh, my God. You left home with that dirt. The polo shirt be dirty and dingy, too, when I leave home in it. But they feel bad for the polo shirt. They don't feel bad for that shirt. <laughs> they don't care nothing about that shirt. Stop bending over backwards for bishops and kicking your brother and sister who sit on the pew next to you. Stop running all the apostle errands and wouldn't give your mama a ride to the grocery store. Or loan your brother $5. But you're going to give the apostle and the bishop, you're going to go in the you you're going to tell a rent man, hold on, I, I need to give the apostle and the bishop some money. So I'm going to be a little late with my rent. But you you have 50 extra dollars and, 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 and won't give your child $2 to get a sandwich in school. Stop being fascinated with these titles. Stop paying people based on their position. Give your gift, give your tithe and offering, whatever, because you want to cheerfully and gladly give and be a support to the ministry, whoever's ministries it is. I wish somebody would tell me it cost them five, it'd be $5 to get them to come to my church. I wish somebody would say, I'm going to come to your church and preach, uh, but I need to have some people throw rose petals. I wish, and, ooh, Lord Jesus, I'm trying not to cuss. Are y'all kidding me? Is that what we doing now? Is that what we doing now? Two shirts bought the same day 10 years ago. People see this shirt with that polo symbol, they get they feel they feelings be hurt that that shirt is I messed that shirt up. This one, which costs twice as much as that one, made by the oldest making shirt company in the country. They look at that shirt and tell me, oh, why you wore that shirt? Or if I'm working out in the field of doing something in that shirt, oh my God, you gonna work in your polo shirt? Yeah. It was the first one I grabbed. They feelings be hurt. People offer me a whole different shirt to wear. No, don't go out there and do that in that shirt. No, no, no. This shirt right here, they don't care if I waddle in garbage in that shirt. And they have no idea. This shirt costs twice as much as that shirt. It's better made. And it's made by the oldest making shirt company in the country. They have no idea. Because they see that little horse. Ooh, that's polo. They, woo! Okay. Stop going by titles. Stop going by 
what you see on the outside. Stop that. Measure a person's heart. Measure what's on the inside. Look at the works they do. Don't look at their title. Look at their task. Don't worry about the words that come out of their mouth. Look at what comes. What, 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 look at the good works that come out. Because listen. I think I read it to you all yesterday. Hold on. I want to make sure I get it now. Was that from Matthew? I read y'all yesterday about the rooster. That was Matthew in it. I want to show you something. I want to show you something. What I read, 24. Peter's denial. Matthew 26. Right? Matthew 26. Verse 74. This is Peter. When he got upset that they kept saying you with Jesus. Then he started cursing and swearing. I, I can't hear y'all. For those of you who keep telling me I better watch my language. I can't hear you. See that's. That's. That's the first apostle of the church right there. His cursing and swearing ain't stopping him from becoming the first apostle of the church. Let me, let me read it to you again. Then he started cursing and swearing. He hung out with Jesus every day. He cut somebody. Because I need you to see it. Then he started cursing and swearing. See, it wasn't the words that came out of his mouth. The words that came out of his mouth didn't disqualify him. God looked at the work that Peter would do and qualified him. Stop disqualifying people based on how you think they live and what they're supposed to do. Stop telling people, oh, you this, you that, so you should stop. You don't know what they're supposed to do. Do what you're supposed to do. Are you doing what you, then don't worry about what they're supposed to do. Everybody want to tell everybody what they're supposed to do. What they think they're supposed to do. Show me in the Bible. When people tell me, well, you're supposed to do this. Just, uh, I'm not saying I'm not, but just, can you show it to me in the Bible? I can't, then, then don't tell me that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Ain't you supposed to be, does the Bible say I'm supposed to be there? Show it to me. Stop, stop assigning people jobs you want them to have. Stop telling people how to behave how you want them. Are you behaving that way? Then you okay then. See, because Paul says, let each man work out their own. I done worked out my soul's salvation. God knew who he called. God know I'm handy with a two by four with a nail in it in case a Negro get out of hand. He knew that. 
If he didn't want me to be handy with a two by four with a nail in it, when a Negro got out of hand, he'd have stopped making two by fours, he'd have stopped making nails, he'd have stopped making hammers, and he'd have took my hands. If he says he'll be a battle axe in a time of battle, that means there's going to be some battles and you need your axe. Peter cut a Negro ear off. Jesus had to put it back on. Y'all better read the Bible. Stop listening to what people say. Study to show thyself approved. Stop trying to prove me. Stop studying the Bible trying to correct me and, 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 and Dr. Hightower and the other preachers on here. Correct yourself first. Y'all don't want this kind of preaching and teaching. Let me go ahead and leave y'all alone. Y'all, y'all want the y'all now cut me off and then go turn on a guy who said you're gonna get the bag and Boaz and God fixing go down to the dealership with no money and get you two brand new Cadillacs. He he up next. <laughs> yeah, he 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 up next. Y'all go ahead and listen to him now. To see y'all share their videos with me, I'm wondering, are you sharing my videos with other people? Because y'all sure share them videos of uh, 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 Creflo Dollar and T.D. Jakes and this one and that one about, uh, you better not mess with me because I'm God's anointed. Two ladies who hate each other sitting in the same church. God going to give you a brand new home because of your haters. Two ladies who hate each other sitting in the same church is the same message. What God doing eeny, meeny, miny, mo? To see which one he going to get a house to? God bless you. Heaven smile on you. Let us pray. God, wise and eternal, we thank you. We thank you for your life, health, and strength. We thank you for the grace and the mercy that you give us. We thank you, God, that you are no respecter of persons and that favor is just. And that favor doesn't come when we come in and leave when we leave, but favor travels with us. And then you bless whom you want us to be a blessing to, and we move on. And if you want us to bless no one, we bless no one, and we move on. All we are, God, is your package delivery service. We deliver the word. We deliver healing. We deliver grace. We deliver mercy. We deliver joy. We deliver peace in places where you tell us to deliver it. And God, when there is curses and there is damnation and there's a call for repentance, we must too deliver those packages to the people whom you tell us to deliver. Now, God, as we go forward, we hope that we've delivered a word of life, a word of instruction, a word of freedom, and a word of edification to these your people. Now, God, let them live so that you can use them. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you, beloved. Heaven smile on you. Have a great, great, great day. Amen, amen. Amen, have a great, great day. Amen, amen.